Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Machek Kazula, Research Director for the Minnesota Corn Growers. Machek, as we talk about 2023 research and innovation grant projects, let's give our listeners a, a sense of what goes into the thought process here. Why does Minnesota Corn fund research projects? Um, thanks, Mark. Um, it all comes down to our mission, basically, uh, to identify and promote opportunities for corn farmers while enhancing quality of life and investing uh, checkoff funds uh, that are operated by the Minnesota Corn Research and Promotion Council into proven research is a big part of that mission. Uh, Minnesota corn growers have a long history of doing it. And to put it into perspective, we have um, on annual basis about 30 projects that we fund uh, across multiple disciplines, um, very diverse. Uh, That translates to about $2.2 million of annual checkoff investment. And this year is no different. So about 30 projects are selected each year, but I'm sure you get more applications than that. So how do projects get selected? Um, that's a very um, big process. It involves multi-step um, situation. Um, but in brief, um, we have so-called discovery and development team uh, that is composed of grower leaders. Uh, within our organization that is in charge of preparing and releasing RFPs, requests for proposals that we call. I have to be um, uh, honest, I'm very uh, pleased to be a staff uh, lead of that team. Um, the team reviews and makes um, ultimate selections on uh, which projects are recommended for funding during our board meetings when all members um, get to vote. Um, so typically RFPs run between October and December timeframe. Um, yep, and the decisions are made at early March, end of February. So as we approach the 2023 growing season, what would you say are some of the focuses of Minnesota Corn's research program for this year? Um, so this year we had RFPs open only for um, our innovation grant program. Uh, which is more designed for farmers, um, also researchers, but it uh, gives them opportunity to test ideas that can potentially solve uh, some specific challenges um, that they face on their own operations. And uh, farmers can share those ideas with others and, and, and learn what works, what doesn't. And this program provides uh, up to $30,000. Um, uh, depends on the complexity to those best ideas. and. Um, this year, uh, we added six brand new innovation grant projects to our portfolio, total of 14 projects, because some of them continue from last year. And I must say also that the projects are very well distributed across the state. Um, we have a 13 counties um, uh, that have some of, uh, innovation grant projects uh, in, in their place, uh, so pretty much everywhere where corn is grown in Minnesota. The other big program that we have that I want to mention is primary research program, which is geared more towards academic researchers, mainly from University of Minnesota. And those projects uh, largely remained unchanged this year, uh, since most of them were newly added to our portfolio um, during RFP season last year. 
Uh, we do it every two to three years, depends on finding availability. Um, and all of those projects that I uh, described across those two, pro uh, two programs, they uh, have two main focus areas. Uh, either they focus on finding new uses and enhancement of existing uses of corn uh, to increase its utilization. And another group of projects is around improving on-farm practices uh, that make production more efficient and sustainable. You've sort of answered this question a bit already, talking about you know finding new uses, uh, helping farmers be more sustainable. But talk uh, in greater detail, Magic, about how these projects help Minnesota corn farmers with that sustainability component and to become more profitable as well. Yes, um, that's um, improving sustainability uh, is one of our main priorities, uh, and we take it very seriously. We do it in multiple ways. Um, first of all, we put big pressure on education, um, increasing our basic understanding what science is telling is very important. Um, to give you some examples, we just uh, entered uh, our seventh year of very successful nitrogen smart program designed to deliver best available information to producers across the state in regards to nitrogen management and more. And um, there's also online platform available. We also added carbon smart program and climate smart program into our portfolio that use similar nitrogen smart model to increase understanding and, under, and answer some questions on those topics um, to make uh, on-farm practices better, more profitable and sustainable. We also have uh, well-established collaboration with uh, many universities of Minnesota researchers that are doing boots on the ground type of research designed to protect our um, precious resources, soil, water, and air. And we found projects focusing on implementation of cover crops, reduced tillage, um, bio or precision um, nutrient management or irrigation, uh, and many more. Um, but importantly, we require um, an economic evaluation on all of those projects run by researchers because the margins are very, razor thin, and we have to make sure that those practices are economic and um, to meet our sustainability goal. Yeah, it's clear that a priority anyway with the Innovation Grant Program is helping farmers reduce their impact on climate change. Certainly nutrient management has come up a couple of times already, and so those are clear focuses for these projects. Yeah, um, this is very important area of focus for us, of course, and we found uh, projects that lead to improvement of management of all major nutrients, uh, but nit nitrogen probably takes um, our biggest attention. Uh, Minnesota corn growers invest yearly to just bring some numbers, uh, almost $1 million uh, over the last uh, 15 years that happens yearly into research that directly or indirectly improves nitrogen management, therefore minimizes uh, nitrate losses uh, to the water. And uh, uh, that also includes our education effort that, that, that I described uh, earlier and you mentioned. Uh, but on a climate change side, um, yeah, that's a different beast. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a huge challenge to the whole humanity. And we have to really figure out the ways how to build our um, agricultural systems more resilient to those uh, increasingly changing weather patterns um, and assure, assure uh, high productivity to feed the world. Um, so agricultural soils, uh, as you know, like everything else, contribute to greenhouse gas emissions, especially nitrous oxide emissions are 
are big, and we, but we believe that agricultural soils can be also part of the solution. So Minnesota corn growers have been heavily examining uh, how alternative management options can be used to mitigate those emissions. Um, some efforts include a study run by uh, Dr. Tim Griffith uh, that uses uh, controlled climate simulations at the University of Minnesota uh, in mesocosm facility, so-called, to assess the potential of uh, cover crops or enhance uh, efficiency fertilizers to mitigate greenhouse gas emissions, especially during those freeze, freezing and thawing uh, events that happen early spring that can actually contribute to a significant amount of um, cumulative nitrous oxide emissions, um, up to 35%. We also uh, are in the third year of a nitrogen-rate study run by Dr. Um, Fabian Fernandez out in Lamberton Station um, on individually drained plots. Um, the study is looking to find an optimum nitrogen rate uh, that maximizes both productivity, but also minimizes uh, nit nitrogen loss to the environment through different pathways like ammonia volatilization, nitrous oxide, what I, I mentioned, and uh, leaching. And last to mention briefly, uh, we have a couple of um, innovation grant projects run directly by farmers that evaluate the efficacy of certain microbial products that are also designed to reduce our dependency on nitrogen fertilizer synthetically made um, that ultimately can reduce nitrous oxide and leaching uh, of nutrients to the ground. Hope that answers your question. <laughs> it does. And, and Magic, I'd like to come back to another focus area that you touched on earlier as far as uh, these Minnesota corn investments, uh, developing new markets and uses for corn. Uh, let's expand on what's happening through these projects to help do just that. Um, yep, yeah, this is um, this this area takes it takes uh, consumes a big portion of our research budget. Uh, uh, developing new uses of corn, finding new ways of converting corn and corn byproducts into value-added products, and ultimately increased utilization. Finding those new markets is very important. And some prominent projects um, in this space I want to mention uh, is our collaboration with Center for Sustainable Polymers at U of M. Um, our biggest investment uh, that just entered the fifth year. Um, the center is working on developing uh, new chemicals uh, that are sustainable, uh, plant-made, um, eventually can replace our the, the conventional petroleum-made plastics. Happy to share that uh, some of those uh, chemicals that are being developed um, uh, are already moving from the lab uh, scale, um, um, lab, lab scale development into more pre-commercialization stage. And those are using strictly corn as a feedstock. Uh, so another, this is another example of our, our sustainability efforts. That uh, add to the previous question. Um, another brief, um, briefly project I want to mention is our multi-year investment into development of range ex uh, extender engine that uh, runs on higher brands of ethanol. Uh, it's conducted by Dr. Uh, Will Notrop at U of M. He's an engineer, very brilliant, and 
Such engine might have multiple uses, but it has the potential to work in conjunction with electric vehicles uh, that are expanding nowadays. We see them on the road everywhere. And uh, yep, so that's the, another big area of interest that we are doing. And uh, currently we're exploring options to move uh, this product to the next level. We have many more as well, but probably not enough time to explain them. And I was going to say, uh, we've highlighted some of the innovation grants that Minnesota Corn is funding for 2023, but are there any others that we haven't yet talked about that you want to make sure we highlight? Yes, that was, as I described earlier, our innovation grants are here, and we added uh, six brand new projects. Uh, a few are farmer-led. Um, uh, for example, Peter Anthony in Nicolette County, that uh, he farms. Uh, we'll be conducting a really nice on-farm sales, uh, receiving manure applications with or without cover crops to evaluate the potential benefits, benefits of uh, variable rate nitrogen applications with precision um, management type of work we'll be doing. Uh, or, for example, Jake Hick uh, in Redwood County will be doing a project that uh, will evaluate a uh, effectiveness of few microbial products on improving yields, um, but also looking at soil health benefits, uh, at contrasting fields with a high or low fertility requirement. Uh, very interesting idea. I want to also mention two projects uh, led by university faculty um, that are really designed to engage young generations, uh, give them exposure to agriculture. Uh, first, with high school students of St. Uh, Mary Catholic School, located in Redwood County, but also students are from Brown, Brown County. Uh, this project is very unique. They will be investigating how harvested algae affect corn productivity as a biofertilizer soil amendment. And those algae also um, harvested out of the lake will improve water quality of the local, local lake. Um, so that's a student-driven pro project. And another one involves students from SMSU, which is uh, Southwest uh, Minnesota State University, located in Lyon County. Um, at the local farm, they will be learning students uh, how cover crops can enhance soil quality, but uh, limit weed pressure. Uh, but in general, for more information on any of those projects that I mentioned today or I didn't mention that we sponsor, Please go to our website, uh, mncorn.org, um, where we post regularly progress reports and other research-related activities. Or feel free to contact me directly via email or phone, or come to our office and visit. Uh, Majik, it's clear in listening to you talk about these different projects that you are very passionate about it. And as we close, I'd just like to ask you, you know, what excites you about leading Minnesota Corn's research program? Thank you for this question. Um, I'm very happy where I am. Uh, it's been a great pleasure personally working for Minnesota Corn Growers. We have really amazing and talented team and our grower leaders passionate about projects we're doing and everything else. But this position matches where my personal interests. I also grew up on a farm uh, where I, and I also can use my educational experience that I obtained over many years. Um, uh, to help guide implementation of uh, academic knowledge into uh, real life, to keep um, improving ways um, 
the food is being produced. It has been very rewarding experience, and uh, every day I learn something new. Visit mncorn.org to learn more.